Hunt live from Studio 6B on a uh, Wednesday night. You who sure? was it? Who was? <laughs> I think it's Wednesday. Yes. Who was it in the chat? G that said LFS6B is going to be lit. Rav Chef. Rav Chef. Jeff keeps threatening to send us some barbecue. LFS6B going to be lit. Come on, baby. Yeah. Uh, good. Glad you're in on a Wednesday night, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Paul Nolan's here with the news and his jug full of uh, what's gin. in there tonight? Gin. gin and juice. Gin and juice. No, think of the worth. The worth. Gin and milk. I have gin and heavy <laughs> cream. Have gin, and gin, heavy cream, and lemons. It's magnificent. <laughs> it's a white so Russian. Refreshing. Heavy cream. <laughs> Rolling that's, that's down what makes the it. street, drinking heavy, heavy cream, cream. <laughs> and gin and milk yeah. laid back. Uh, Rick Delgado, Ooh. how are you? What even is that tonight? What's coming up in that? Uh, it's My going, new favorite segment on the show, by the it's, way. It's not only going to be lit, it's going to be off the chain, <laughs> as they say in the streets. Yeah. Wow, you are dope. Well, Thank what, you. What is, the ti- what is, this, is there a subject? Or are you yes, keeping it a big secret a, or something? It has to do with the uh, potentially new or, or potential new or I should say, next commander in chief. You know what your what even is that is about, or no? <laughs> okay, <laughs> one more time. What is it? I, I'm, He's I'm waiting a, for Ed Henry to send it to him. Right. I'm about as uh, <laughs> I'm about as good as explaining this as Kamala Harris. Is. Okay, perfect. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Slick Rick, um, what do we call this? This is uh, what do you call that? That's uh, he killed a zebra? couch from 1977. Yeah, snakeskin, snakeskin okay, city, snakeskin zebra. I like it. Is that go. ruffles on your shirt? Of course, I love ruffles. Very good. You looking slick as Thank always. You. What's coming up in sports? Well, we're going to talk about Tyson Fury. He's coming back. He's coming out of retirement. Everyone's shock. And uh, well, the third NFL's third all-time leading rusher in a little bit of trouble. Got charged with some domestic violence. And uh, well, the Broncos sale. We're going to talk about that as well. Broncos okay. sales final. Very good. And uh, week one preseason, we had a Hall of Fame game last week, which, by the way, we never even recapped. Did you win that? I think you won that, right? Well, yes and no. Uh, I did beat you. Well, well, well. Yeah, well oh, Paul, look Paul, at this. Oh, my God. Look at this. I didn't even. Oh. Well, you know, Paul's got to get his his beak wet, you know. Okay. <laughs> i got to get a taste. Bamparucci needs a taste. All yeah, right. Paul, so Paul had the, uh, he had the uh, over. You lost for winning or you won for losing. I don't know which one, but yeah. uh, okay, good. All right. I'm All right. Still- so now it's a three-man race here. I like this. Going yeah. into week one of the NFL uh, preseason, which is full slate tomorrow night, then Friday, then Saturday. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> look at the there gold. We go. All that look, it's got the gold. I mean, that picture. You know the what? Bitcoin's if you can gone. make me a T-shirt of Slick Rick like that, I'll wear that every day. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to see Roger Waters, who had quite some choice words this week. Did you hear what he said about no. the Biden administration? He called him a war criminal. You know, he. This was on CNN. Did I yeah. see clips of this? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to see him. Uh, I'm a big fan of Pink Floyd. I loved his solo work. Um, but his politics stink, you know, like, but he says some stuff I agree with, but he says a lot of stuff. He's a wacko. Um, I'm going to wear my two plus two is five shirt there. Yeah. See how it goes. But, and I'm going to break some brass knuckles just bring, in case I get a little bring bit Bring a heat. couple extra shirts with a nice pen in Do case someone asks any? you to sign them. Are you gonna get yeah, I'm sure. There'll be a lot of LFS6P <laughs> fans at that lib fest. Well, you never know. It could just oh. be fans of the shirt who don't know who you are. Um, Do we yeah. sell any? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Paul, are you going to get into a fight with an old guy? Is that what you're saying? Two plus two equals zero. Two old guys fight. Two plus two doesn't equal five yet, Paul. It equals zero. (laughs) (laughs) So so far, we've Uh, raised what? How much? Let's recount it uh, for the show. We've re re zero. Zero, yes. Still zero. Two plus two equals zero. Yeah, but if you add zero. Still zero. Now you're talking. It's not five? Well, uh, so today is one of those Mm. days that. Half of you wants to scream. Half of you wants to, I, I'm not sure, because of um, 
The Newsweek article is probably the 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 news of the day that we'll cover that. Miranda Devine also has a fabulous piece in the New York Post that we'll cover. But let me start with the political gymnastics um, that is Joe Biden, as we got the CPI <laughs> print this morning. And the CPI print this morning was the expectation was 8.7 after coming off of 9.1, which was a 43-year high. The expectation for the year, year over year, which was 9.1, the expectation was 8.7, we got 8.5. The month over month, which the White House has never spoken about before, never spoken about before, unless it's Deese or Bernstein or one of these gaslighters who go on CNN and whatever and try to weasel their way into, you know, like there's no recession with two negative quarters, redefine recession the way they redefine all of the language in the nomenclature. So today now, someone obviously grabbed the pop pop aside before he went out and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Since month over month came in at zero, which is technically true, month over month came over zero, year over year, the inflation rate in July was 8.5. Don't say 8.5 in July. Say zero. And everyone will go, ooh. And then I'll call CNN. I'll call MSNBC. I'll call ABC. I'll call Little Georgie. I'll call that nut job over at MSNBC in the morning. <laughs> I'll call the stupid Joe Scarborough. We'll call all of our friends and we'll tell them, look at this. Well, it's like all the jobs they added. Exactly. Exactly. All the jobs they added now, is upon further review, we see are basically people getting second jobs. Yeah. So that's what they did today. Joe Biden comes out and says, zero inflation in July. (laughs) Zero. And it was repeated all day long. It was repeated all day long that it's zero inflation in July. Not not zero month over month, which technically would have been correct. Zero in July. Well, no, no, Joe. No, 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 no. CPI did not enhance from June to July. Correct. Zero. CPI in July was 8.5%, which is only a 40-year high. So we went from 43-year high to 40-year high. So they're doing great is what you're saying. (laughs) Headline inflation was 8.5%. When he came into office, it was under 2%, probably 1.5%. It's four times higher than what the Federal Reserve would like inflation to be running at. Core inflation, core inflation, take out energy and food because you could do without those, uh, is 5.9% year over year. 5.9% year over year. He additionally omits and doesn't talk about core inflation was up 0.3% in July. And the most important thing to you and to those people going to have to get second jobs while they're screaming about the jobs report. Oh, look at the jobs report. The reason people are going to get second jobs is because inflation is crushing real wages and real wage progress. So they're lying about the jobs report and what it really represents. And he just outwardly, well, he just doesn't know what he's talking about. Someone told Joe, say zero and go with it. We'll take care of the rest. (laughs) Just say zero, say zero, say zero. 
So here he is this morning. You got that clip, G? Here's Biden this morning after getting his directions from his overlords. Run that. I want to say a word about Look at him reading. the news that came out today relative to the economy. Yeah. Actually, I just want to say a number. Oh, okay. Zero. That's it. That's all you got to say, Today, Joe. we received news that our economy had 0% inflation. Well, I feel better. I feel better already. <laughs> Stop. 0% inflation. No, no. It was 8.5% year over year, Joe. Year over year, 8.5. It was zero, meaning it didn't increase from June to July. To July. By the way, if the rest of the year, every month, we have zero month over month, we end the year with 6.5% inflation. 6.5%. The Fed wants it at two or under two. It's going to be three times higher. It's so sticky throughout the, it's so sticky, the inflation throughout the economy. And we've raised rates aggressively, but it does not matter. Joe says zero, the media will do the rest for us. And that's what the plan was today. Go ahead, finish this, G. Zero percent. <laughs> Here's what that means. Yeah. Well, the price of some things go up, went up last month. The price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. No inflation last month. No inflation last month. That's like, that, this is like a guy who's 550 pounds saying, I didn't gain anything in July. I'm ready for the New York City Marathon. Right. Oh, my Lord. I was 550. I'm still 550. I'm ready. I didn't gain a pound in July. Right. Like the doctor. I've been gaining two pounds. I'm fit and ready to go. I've been gaining two pounds a week my entire life. Here, I I didn't gain anything this month. Right. It's like he's on Weight Watchers. He started at 500. He finished at 500. It must be working. I didn't gain weight. No, no, no. He gained the weight, but he lost the equal amount of weight. Right. So it comes out to zero. I mean, exactly. The only reason, (laughs) the only reason, (laughs) oh my lord, (laughs) only reason that it even it even came down from nine point one to eight point five, with we are expected eight point seven, is because energy has come way down. And why is that? Because you are driving less. That's why. And he has emptied the strategic reserve, and almost that has had almost zero effect. So he's emptied the strategic reserve. And you have basically been forced to drive less and have less demand. They've crushed demand. So energy prices, commodity prices have all come down. But there is no guarantee. I'll say it right now on the day of the CPI print. 30 days from now when we get the next one, there is no guarantee the next one's going to be lower. I'll tell you that. I'm not convinced that it's going to be lower than 8.5. I could, we could creep back to 8.7. So this whole tack today was just somebody pulling him aside and say, Joe, just say zero. That's all you got to say. What's zero? Well, the month over month is zero. What's that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I've never talked about it before. Don't worry about it. Just say zero. We'll clarify later. You just say zero in July. And that's what he did. And it was regurgitated all day long. With no pushback. All day long. I haven't seen what's the, let me see cut one G I haven't seen let's get a little media reaction how they reacted to it roll that year over year the inflation number remains hot and this is a problem on a hot and steamy day in Washington uh, we were hoping that we would see year over year numbers at about six percent inflation in fact it's eight point five percent year over year so that's down slightly from the nine percent rate we saw uh, last month but that is still awfully hot 
that would suggest that the Fed is not done raising interest rates. Uh, month over month, though, the good news is we didn't see much of a change at all. In other words, not a big increase month over month. Uh, again, it's an 8.5% year-over-year rating. And anybody who goes to the store or who buys gas or who buys an airline ticket knows uh, prices are higher, although gas prices have dropped a full dollar or so from where they were uh, back on, in their highs back in June. Uh, without food and energy, if you take out food and energy of this report, then we're looking at about a 5.9% increase. I always have a hard time with that. I think, okay, so if you don't drive and if you don't eat, inflation was 5.9%. But who does that apply to, really? The, the thinking is that... It, that that is more of a real indicator of the of what's happening in the economy and the and the fed is watching that closely but the bottom line here as it relates to most americans the numbers are still hot okay so that's a pretty honest report actually yeah that's right on the money <clears throat> month over month we didn't see much of an increase and he's zero but but year over year and what you care about minus food and energy is is four times what the Fed wants. Unbelievable. Just say it. Media will repeat it, Joe. You're off the hook. All right. We'll get to Newsweek. We'll get to Miranda Devine. Sports News. What even is that crazy town? A busy Wednesday night. Live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in. Past the hour live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. Glad you're in. Uh, had a lot of great comments about last night's show. I want to thank Ed and Karen for joining us, as always, and giving up their time. I mean, they, man, they're so busy. And to stay the whole day after starting 7 a.m. in the morning, they stay up and do the 8 to 10 with us. It was great. So always have fun with them. Yeah, it's like 12 hours with Harry. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> they must have hit the bar heavy after that. Oof. Heavy, heavy. Heavy. Um, so always good to have them on. They're all, they're all good sports with good sense of humor, too. So uh, let's do some sports. Speaking of that, no pun intended there. Slick Rick at Slick Rick Sports on Getter and on Truth Social. President said he had a couple things out on Truth Social today. We'll get to that, but let's do some sports. What's going on, Slick Rick? All right. Well, besides Crazy Town, America's favorite pace, base, uh, pastime excuse me, is baseball. Pace let's get maker? some baseball scores in there. Okay. Marlins, yeah, you got it. Marlins over the Phillies right now, 2-0, end of four. Blue Jays right now, no score with the Orioles and a rain delay. Braves over the Red Sox, three-zip, mid-fourth. Yankees earlier today lost 4-3 to three, uh, over the Mariners, so we'll see what's happening there. And the Mets won their sixth game in a row, Paul. They beat the Reds 10-2. Of course, beating the Reds, that's an easy three-game win there. They just I mean, me, you, Paul, off. Rick, Gio, and Frank could beat the <laughs> yeah, Reds, right? Reds I mean, are, just... They're abysmal. We'll get to some more baseball scores a little bit later. But uh, former NFL running back Frank Gore faces simple assault charge in New Jersey. This is ESPN News Services broke earlier today. Former NFL running back Frank Gore is facing a simple assault charge linked to an alleged incident of domestic violence in Atlantic City, New Jersey. According to a news release by the Atlantic City Police Department, which was released Tuesday, officers respond to a call at the Tropicana Atlantic City on July 31st, the Tropicana, and found a 28-year-old woman speaking with Social Security. The woman did not exist 
exhibit signs of injury and no complaint was filed at the time. A police spokesman uh, that followed, however, resulted in a charge against Gore, the NFL's number three all-time rusher with 16,000 yards. Uh, a simple assault charge means either bodily injury was caused or bodily injury was threatened. Gore 39 was issued a police summons to answer the charge of a date in the future. TMZ citing court documents reported Wednesday that Gore grabbed the woman by the hair and then began violently dragging her nude person in a hallway on the 59th floor. And I'm sure they had the video. In June, Gore signed a one-day contract with the uh, 49ers to retire as a member of the franchise. And uh, only pro football Hall of Famers Emmett Smith and Walter Payton have rushed for more yards than Gore. So he's a major player, future Hall of Famer for sure. He celebrated his 39th birthday on May 14th, having his first boxing match, Big D, where he, he scored a, a vicious fourth-round knockout victory over Yaya Olorunzola. Not exactly a household name, but he is a professional boxer now, Frank Gore. So yeah, it's very interesting. And uh, Slick Rick, said, someone in the chat, Denise, for Trump, I believe, it says, uh, Slick Rick, do you have your baby blue shoes on tonight with that? Oh, she, yeah, Denise for Trump, good follower. I do not. I went with Snow White boots. <laughs> okay, so maybe we'll get to those a little later. This, I thought the about shoes that, are though. becoming a nice nightly event here. Snow White boots? Well, Very sexy. Yeah, they're, well, they're Snow White, baby. Uh, and uh, former Toronto Maple Leaf star Boris Salming uh, diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, this is an AP report. Toronto, former t- Toronto Blue uh, Maple Leafs defenseman Boris Salming has been diagnosed with uh, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, also known as ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, the team announced earlier today. I received the sad news as shaking my family and me, Salming said in a statement. In an instant, everything has changed. Salming played 16 seasons with the Leafs, 1973 to 89. It was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1996, and he recognizes that there is no cure for the disease, but says there are treatments available to slow the progression. So this is very unfortunate for Boris Salming. A lot of good, hardcore hockey fans will remember one of the best defensemen of his time. Fantastic player. And uh, anyway, he's 71. He's receiving treatment in his native Sweden, where there are some 800 patients living with ALS. And uh, in 2017, he was voted as one of the 100 greatest hockey players of all time by his peers, NHL players and coaches. Tremendous player. Tremendous, right, Paul? Tremendous player. At a time when those, uh, a lot of Europeans were kind of looked down on. They were, there was an old school mentality. Oh, you're not a Canadian. You're not a real man. You're not a real hockey player. He yep. played in the biggest hockey market there really was. And he uh, he defied all that, man. He broke barriers. He was uh, he was a champion, so to speak. He was a fantastic player. So we wish him well and his family. We hope all works out for him as best they can with that disease, which is just vicious. Vicious. And that's a wrap in sports. Big day. Back to you. All right, Slick Rick. Thanks. We'll do some more sports later. Sports is, of course, brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. If you... Um, well, if you're looking for just great stuff, and it's either from my store or my pillow, I mean, if you're not sleeping on a my pillow, you're probably not sleeping well enough. That would just be my guess. Um, but there's other great stuff to help you sleep through the night. Well, you don't realize how important sleep is. Yeah. To get that seven, eight hours a night, and never mind this three or four stuff that I used to try to do. Yeah, I got when I was five. Younger. I got five last night, and I got to tell you, by around two o'clock this afternoon, I stopped in my office. I my assistant comes in my office, and I'm I'm at my desk asleep. Just like a like pop-up at a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> you need another my pillow, Paul. So uh, yeah, maybe his, you got his the, head uh, popped up. He went zero. <laughs> Repeat the line. Zero. All right, let's do some news. News is brought to you by our friends at Seven Cells. Also, great stuff. I, 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 everybody should have that preventative uh, early treatment pack in your uh, cabinet, medicine cabinet, because. Uh, well, you know, we're going to do this again come the winter. You know it's coming. So, yeah. Well, China announced a new variant today, 35 people had. So we know we're all safe in any day now. It'll be out. So so I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, up at Vancouver Pride Parade, 
A child came out as a cha- transgender, as a gender reveal for, uh, um, to, uh, as the lead um, moment in the uh, in this big pride parade. So a viral video shows a young girl with a trans flag draped around her like a cape. An adult with a rainbow flag assists the child in the gender reveal as blue smoke popped out of the tube as the child celebrated coming out as a boy, a four-year-old. This is from Breitbart, and it's just enough to make you want to puke. I mean, I, I don't know. I just figured I'd throw it out there. We don't have a ton of time in this segment. but uh, in- No, we got time. I mean... but. You know, if you want to discuss this, we can, but I'm just so sick of this. Leave these little ones alone. People yeah. will tell you that the, the kid, the kid made, you know, oh, he. he yeah, right. Sure. Like, like it was just, oh, yeah. Like it's, it's it had nothing to do with the, the parents who should probably be in jail. Well, you know, when I was about that age, I came out as a pirate, as a uh, cop, as right. a cowboy. And, and an Indian. Rachi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to yeah. pretend to be a garbage. It was man. called Halloween. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. This is just, oh, the kid who's starved for attention um, will say anything, do anything to make the person, the LGBT person in that household happy. The accolades flow. The joy overwhelms them. The right. kid reacts. It's insane. There's it's a child video, abuse. There's a video of a, of a 12-year-old girl who had a breast bruise. The scars ripped across her body. It was, it was horrifying it's the 12 come on just be patient with this what is it 90 percent of the people who want who think they're they're something else change their mind by the by the time they're in the 20s yeah just be patient with this it's just crazy so anyway um i don't know it just sickens me i apologize for getting pissed uh, Amazon is acquiring the company that makes Roomba, the roving vacuum cleaner, in a $1.7 billion deal, the company announced on Friday. The all-cash acquisition values iRobot at 61 per share. Um, like many uh, electronic companies, iRobot sales have been off this year as inflation crimps demands for gadgets. All new iRobots am- will include microphones and cameras. In them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that's right. And they take full surveillance. Of the exact size of your house, they will be connected to your yeah, personal ESG score. Which is... <laughs> Wait, this is not this is not a joke. I'm not. I'm nine. I just knew that it's not hyperbole either, right? This is not a joke, man. Not a joke, man. man I know. Come on, I laid you it ain't for black. You. If you no, don't got... hear what I'm saying, you ain't black. I got. I got, I got you. <laughs> I got you. All these new iRobots, uh, they're gonna report back. Yeah. As soon as they can, they're gonna report back. Not, as soon as it can un. Duck itself from the bottom of your, uh, from underneath your couch. It'll yeah. be right there to tattle on you. Those things stink. Those things will be silently communicating with Alexa. Not just that. They're also, there's a new, uh, they'll silently connect to your ring. And it also, if you want for an add-on. That's right. Uh, they you, bought ring Amazon you, for a billion bucks. Yep. Yeah. And not just that. They also now have a robot, um, which costs about a thousand dollars that it patrols your house for intruders while performing chores. And they also <laughs> introduced a flying camera that combines its ring technology and a drone flies over your house constantly to surveil your home. Sure. So the first day, before I realized... I feel protected. I had my ring. I'm not kidding. The first day I had the ring on, and the only day I had it on, I was wearing an Adidas shirt. The first ad that I opened up on my phone was an Adidas shirt with my kiss things out. I called the guy, the surveillance guy, put a different camera system in. Yeah. He hit black. I'm not dropping eight and hitting nine, Hammer Chuck, ever. <laughs>
30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. What even is that coming up top of the hour? Crazy town from yesterday that we didn't get to. Could be an all-timer. We'll get to that. Um, you know, we've had a couple days. It's been such a weird week so far with everything going on. I haven't even talked about the fact that after us at 10 now on Real America's Voice, oh, my God, you got two great new shows on um, Real America's Voice. Jack Posobiec's Human Events Daily is at 10, right after us, to 10.30. And then Frontlines with Drew Hernandez is 10.30 to 11. So, I mean, just lock it in after us at uh, Jack at 10 and Drew at 10.30. So make sure you stay tuned after us every night. You just got another screaming great hour. I mean, I mean, I know we're on it, and I sound like I'm just to the network all the time. But, I mean, is there a better... 12, 14 hours of programming than Real America's Voice right now from Steve Gruber in the morning to Bannon to just, I'm going to miss somebody if I try to do the whole lineup. Ted Nugent, I think, after us. I don't know if that's going to be, if that's just on Fridays now, but I mean, just think of the lineup. Terrible Ted's going to be on after us? All the way. It's been night. It's been on. Wow. Um, the Motor I mean, City Madman. I don't He's know crazy. I love what him. 14 hours would be better. If you want real, like, like stuff that like you talk about, like around your table, not not these boring talking heads that go on these other networks. And, oh, okay, every five minutes, it's like a machine rolling them in and out. Right. You know, I don't know how much you get. You want to like get into the issues, like and actually get in, dig in, like we like to do. I know sometimes people scream at me about it, but I mean, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to talk like you talk, like your family talks, like those of you who care about these issues talk about. We're no smarter than you. We're just, we have a chance to sit here in front of the microphones and talk about it. But I think that's what a lot of people like about this. We're talking in two Real America voices, like Real American voices talk. That's why what the morning show's doing is fantastic. They're talking to as many Real American voices as possible, whether it's on the road. And I mean, it's just, it's just good stuff. That's why this network is just, exploding in growth and viewers and everything else. So uh, let's get to probably what's the, the article of the day. Uh, there's a couple, but let's start in Newsweek because this came out this morning. 10.03 a.m. by William Arkin. Exclusive. An informer told the FBI what docs Trump was hiding and where they were. Now, we talked yesterday about exactly what we think's going on here. And after watching the commentary all day today and looking, reading this article and some of the things in here, we still have not, the attorney general hasn't said a word. The government hasn't said a word. No one else has, from anywhere has said a word. Uh, obviously the warrant we're, uh, we're not, probably not going to see, although there's going to be efforts been made by the Trump people and by Tom Fitton and some others to try to get it. This judge who signed off on it now has responded to the Justice Department in response to Fitton's saying you, gotta, you have to answer this by the 15th, I think, which is whatever, five days from now. So I know they're going to make an effort. I'll be shocked if we see it because I think we know what's going on here. You know, what do you think the odds are that evidence was planted? You think it's a chance, 50-50? You think it's one in a million? I, I, don't, I think it could be better than 50-50. So do I. Yeah, you think about how desperate. I and mean, how could you say that it's only fifty-fifty, <clears throat> given the world we're in right now? How could you say it's that, sad to say? I don't want to say it. 
look, we talked about the FBI has been using their power and their tactics and their fear and their, and their you know, inability for anybody to really, you know, hold them accountable for, against political opponents since the, really the late 50s, 60s. I mean, they have not, they've been doing it forever, but now Actually, it's just so brazen they just don't care because they have the media running full cover. And it's Operation Mockingbird over and over and over and over. And all these talking heads just protect these animals from anything they want to do. Well, so they're, also, they're, they're also not scared. Well, they're certainly not scared of the Democrats. They work hand in hand with them. But as I said yesterday, you look at Tim Scott, you look at these, some of these Republicans and the way they've responded. Why, if you're the, any one of these AB alphabet gangs, would you ever be scared of the of the Republicans getting in charge? We first of all, we were in charge of 2016 of the presidency in both houses of Congress. What happened? Did we did we play hardball like the Democrats do? Did we weaponize anything? Did we go after Nancy Pelosi? Did we try to get her tax returns? Did we go after any of these people who, for years and years and years, have played the same game? Of course not. Well, don't you think part of that is Trump was trying to play nice, be decent? Try to get things going in the right direction. Well, he went there to drain the swamp, but he didn't go full like he didn't go full tilt. I understand. But if he that. gets in there this time, you know he's got flamethrowers everywhere. Oh, he's yeah. dropping napalm everywhere. He's opening everything everywhere. And you know, there's no doubt in my mind when he goes in there, he's going to be a bull in a china shop more so than he already is. Well, that's why this is happening. That's partly why all this is happening because they know that too, probably. Yeah. So to Newsweek, they say the raid on Morlago was based largely. On information from an FBI... Now, when I read this, I want you just to keep in mind that um, if, if we all agree that they took their shot, as I said last night, they took their shot here. This article almost seems like somebody went to Newsweek with a lot of this and said, let's get this out there to start to lay the maybe the pretext for a little cover your ass CYA mode the rate because there's some things in here that you just have to shake your head at on how they would know this if it didn't come from the FBI or somebody wasn't leaked to them the raid on Marlago was based largely on information from an FBI confidential human source one who was able to identify what classified documents former President Trump was still hiding hiding the man who, when he was president, is the end-all, be-all in classification. And even the location of those documents, two senior government officials told Newsweek. So they're basically leaking. The officials who have, who have direct knowledge of the FBI's deliberations and were granted anonymity in order to discuss sensitive matters said the raid of Donald Trump's Florida residence was deliberately timed to occur when the former president was away. Why? Why did they have to do it when he was away? Is this a dangerous situation? Were they expecting something to go wrong? Were they expecting pushback from the Trump people? Again, President Trump's statement said, even after working with authorities for some amount of time, this is what happened. Why did they have to do this when he was away? Was deliberately timed to occur when the former president was away. Now ask yourself why. Well, What's a plausible explanation for why? The plant. The plant things. What else? And what about the, they demanded that they turn off surveillance cameras? Now is there, there are reports that his, they demanded that the they staff no. leave. They wouldn't let him turn them off. 
So, right, I mean, just think about it. Why would you want to turn the surveillance camp? Wouldn't the FBI want proof that they're on the yeah. up and up? That doesn't sound like a basic, hey, we're coming in to look for some documents. Turn off the, turn off the cameras. Right. Not, not, not only and that. The go through the first lady's so bedroom. It, it, yeah, exactly. If, if this well, confidential informant said, oh, well, we, we know what you're looking for and here's where to look, why would it take you, what, almost 12 hours? They start at 6 a.m. 35 guys yeah. armed. 6 a.m.? Really? And it took you 12 hours? Meanwhile, this guy supposedly knew where this was and knew where you could find it. You should have been in and out of there within an hour and a half, maybe two tops. Now, so now listen to this. This now, is where this is where I th- close. Come this on. is where it gets into CYA, CYA mode. FBI decision makers in Washington and Miami thought that denying the former president a photo opportunity or a platform from which to grandstand or to attempt to thwart the raid. Yeah, sure. Yeah would lower the profile of the event, says one of the sources, a senior Justice Department official who is a 30-year veteran of the FBI. So they're either lying or full of crap or both? The effort to keep the raid low-key failed. (laughs) Instead, it prompted a furious response from GOP leaders and Trump supporters. A spectacular backfire, says this same justice official. Well, that's a load of baloney. I mean, how could they have thought that this, this was, they were going to keep a look? This has never happened to a former president of the United States. They make it sound like they had to do it when he wasn't there because they thought he was going to try to thwart. The, maybe, they're, maybe, oh. they're, maybe they listened to the Cassidy Hutchinson right. testimony and they thought, oh, he could put his hands around her throat. Maybe he tried to go steal a car, steal a motorcycle, run us over. Maybe yeah. that's what they thought. Yeah, well, he's already carjacked his own car and uh, took on three Secret Service guys. So he's dangerous, Damon. Yeah. Uh, I quote, I know that there's much speculation out there that this is a no, just listen to this. This is the Justice Department official. I know that there is much speculation out there that this is a political persecution, but it is really the best and the worst of the bureaucracy in action, he said. They wanted to punctuate the fact that this was a routine law enforcement action stripped of any political overtones, and yet they got exactly the opposite. Now think about how insane we're supposed to believe that statement, how insane that is. This is a routine. There is zero routine about any of this. It's never happened before. How could it be routine? It's the president of the United States' home. And the the top political opponent, no less. Correct. And someone who's possibly going to run again. And a former president and a former first lady. It's routine. And also with all the tons of corruption all over the Biden administration, all over the Pelosi's, all over the Clintons, all over Epstein. Yeah, okay, sure. As we're not polarized, it's not Team Trump and it's not Team Globalists. Okay. Both senior government officials say the raid was scheduled with no political motive. The FBI's sole intent on recovering highly classified documents that were illegally removed from the White House. So if that's the case, why was there 35 armed FBI agents there? 30, you need 35 agents to, to arrive at 6 a.m. or 10 a.m. or whatever to just go in because you're looking for highly classified documents that were illegally removed from the White House? The old subpoena them wasn't enough? You need to go criminally to a warrant as if you're knocking down the, the front door of a, a drug pin card 
cartel uh, kingpin? I mean, the idea that any of this in this article is to be almost believed is, is uh, shocking to me. Preparations to conduct this operation began weeks ago. Well, we said that. But in planning the date and time, the FBI Miami field office and Washington headquarters were focused on the former president's scheduled return to Florida from his residences in New York and New Jersey. And again, I ask why? Why would that have play any part of it? If you thought he was destroying documents, you would have thought he would have been there, and that's why you came in guns a-blazing, because, oh, look at him, he's got it in his hand. He's flushing the toilet, look! If he's not there, who did you think was destroying documents, or now the argument is just that the documents are just there? Not that he's destroying them, that he just illegally kept them there. Well, what's even crazier is that it was weeks in planning, so he had weeks to destroy documents. So you're, you're late. That's why you opened up the safe and there was nothing there. They were seeking to avoid any media circus, says the second source, <laughs> a senior intelligence official who was briefed on the investigation and the operation. So even though everything made sense bureaucratically and the FBI feared that the documents might be destroyed, well, by who? He's not there. <laughs> They also created the firestorm they sought to avoid in ignoring the fallout. I'll continue with this. I'm telling you, this is worse than we even think. to the hour live from studio 6b glad you're in is this new fran i like this newish okay um we'll get back to the newsweek article today which is uh i don't know this seems seems like they were fed a lot of this because how would they come up with some of these details and the details don't even make any sense one part of this article it says on monday at about 10 a.m Two dozen FBI agents and technicians showed up at Donald Trump's Florida home. Later in the article, it says something that they showed up at 6 p.m. So, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll have to just keep watching it. I mean, I, if we get that warrant, a lot of things will be entered. But, I mean, I just can't see how we're going to get it because a lot of people they, are they had to have loaded it up. They had to load it up with, with, with things that they said we, they can prove that they think is going on in there. And if we get it, and there's things in there that clearly they can't prove. I mean. They won't be held accountable. That's the problem. They never are. They're above the law. They won't be right now, but it would, it, it's going to be a real bad look going into November. Yeah, but half the nation is yeah. so, well, well, let's say 40% of the nation or 30% of the extreme libs who, who just want to die on that Trump derangement syndrome of hell. Like, I mean, they're going to still back it. They're still going to say things like, right. he's a criminal and blah, blah, blah. Yep. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously there will be some, but even you have seen from the Andrew Cuomo uh, tweet, there has been more than you would expect, at least saying this better be airtight from the other side. Well, the, the, as much as they hate him. 
they disqualify. Yeah, they disqualify Andrew Cuomo because you know he he's on the outs with the party anyway. And, and and from what I understand too, Cuomo and Trump actually had a decent relationship. So you know, say what you want there, there they, they do they do have a long history of knowing each other and respecting each other. So I could see him coming out and be like, you know what, this better be fair or there's going to be a problem and the Democrats are going to pay the price. Now, in terms of what Paul was alluding to, there are so many people who still believe Russia, Russia, Russia. They still believe that yeah. stuff. They have they have not forgotten about it. That to them, that's that's really what's going on here. They still believe all the nonsense that, that the talking uh, CNN heads spew with them and they they drink it in and that's that's it that's all they know of of what has happened they don't know about they don't know that they the whole russian hunter, thing was debunked right rick they still deny hunters yeah top they still call it right-wing conspiracy theory yeah they're like oh he's not even the president who cares that's the way they dismiss it mm. and to them it's nothing it's it's it is a derangement syndrome because they bought so hard into it. And again, it goes back to, you know, Paul brought it up the first time I ever remember hearing it. And I've used it a few times in other what even is that. It's, it's they're, they're so married. They don't want to believe they've been lied to. So they much rather believe the lie than to believe that they've than been to lied to. Than to admit they were fooled. Yeah. Because it, it, what happens is people spend so much of their life, their time creating their personality, their persona about their ideology that once their ideology caves in on them, they're incapable of challenging themselves and they can't take their dogma for a walk. They have to live with it and they'd rather die on that hill than admit they were fooled and and, and a buffoon. And you can tell when it, you you can tell when it really kicks in because as as soon as they start yelling, they lose the argument. As soon as they start cursing, they lose the argument. They know it. And that's why they lose their heads because they can't take it. They can't take the fact that, Anything that they've believed is now is basically going to be shattered if they if they stand back and go, oh, my goodness, I think this person's right. I can't let that happen. They can't. Their ego won't let them let them do it. I remember when my ego and my my ideology caved in on me. I'm a recovering neocon. Hi, everyone. Hi, I'm Paul. I'm a recovering neocon. Um, I was a kill them all. Let's let's blow it all up. Let's turn the entire desert to glass. Let's all drive muscle cars. I don't care. And then when you start to see all the BS behind the scenes, you realize how criminal this goes back through the Bush family all the way back to Prescott Bush. You start to realize, oh, you got me. Right. And if you're man enough to admit you were wrong, you can move on and grow. So uh, these people are incapable of that, and it's frustrating, you know. All right, um, let's do some sports, and we'll do some news. We took up a little time there, but that was a good discussion. Let's do some sports, and here with that is Slick Rick. Rick Amorati, what's going on, pal? All right, Big D, once again, spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of COVID and sports. Nick Rolovich, <laughs> former Washington State football coach, files $25 million wrongful termination claim. This is an AP report. Pullman, Washington, former Washington State football coach Nick Rolovich has filed a claim against the university seeking $25 million for wrongful termination. He was fired last year for refusing to get vaccinated against COVID-19. The claim was filed on Rolovich's behalf with the State Office of Risk Management on April 27th. The Seattle Times has reported such a claim is a prerequisite for filing a lawsuit against a state agency, said Breonna Aho, uh, spokesman for State Attorney General Bob Ferguson. A person must wait 60 days to sue for uh, after a tort claim is filed. Aho said no suit has been filed as of Wednesday. Rolovich's attorney, Brian Fowling of Kenmore, did not return a telephone message left at his office today. He was previously indicated that Rolovich would take 
take legal action claiming religious discrimination. Rolovich, who is Catholic, was denied a religious exemption from Governor Jay Inslee's mandate requiring state employees to get the vaccine. He was hired in October after he had coached just 11 games with the Cougars over two seasons, going five and six. At the time of his firing, Rolovich was working under a five-year contract on which three seasons remain. He was paid $3.2 million per year, the highest public salary in that state. So we'll see how that plays out, but that's going to be a very interesting lawsuit, Big D, in, in Washington. Good for um, him. Good. Good yeah. stuff. We'll root for him. And Kurt Busch to miss fourth NASCAR Cup Series race with concussion-like symptoms. AP report, Charlotte, North Carolina. Kurt Busch said today he pushed himself too hard trying to return to NASCAR competition and will miss his fourth consecutive Cup Series race because of concussion-like symptoms. Busch has been out since crashing in qualifying on July 23rd at Pocono Raceway. He had hoped to be uh, back in the number 45 Toyota for 23XI Racing on Sunday at Richmond Raceway. Uh, Ty Gibbs will replace Busch in the car. Gibbs, the 19-year-old grandson of Joe Gibbs, scored his first career top 10 cup finish on Sunday when filling in for Bush at Michigan. Should there be more uh, first, uh, two more first-time cup winners this season over the next three races, Bush could find himself knocked out from one of the 16 playoff spots as NASCAR season is starting to wind down. And uh, that's a wrap in sports. Big D. All right, very good, Slick Rick. Thanks. Um, hey, G, let's do. Let's put a little pin in the CPI thing. Uh, one more cut I wanted to get to. Cut four, former Clinton Treasury Secretary and Obamaite Larry Summers. Roll that. I think it would be a mistake for anyone to radically revise their view of the situation based on uh, these numbers. Uh, this report's a lot like the report in March, which was followed by uh, very discouraging reports afterwards making the optimists uh, from March uh, look, look wrong uh, several months later. So I'm not saying that that's going to happen again, but I think we just need to maintain a, a sense of uncertainty and wait for the data uh, as, uh, as it comes. Uh, I still think we have a very serious inflation problem in this country. I don't think that inflation problem is going to go away uh, of its own volition. And so I think we're likely to have some quite turbulent times ahead. Yeah. And I would bet Larry also thinks, even though he probably wouldn't say it, unless maybe directly asked, which he won't be on MSNBC, spending $800 billion for the Inflation Inflation Act is not going to help. Not going to help. But the people that are on Biden are so stupid, and so is he. This, the, way they, the way they try to frame the zero thing today, the way they try to frame it's not a recession, when all we know is the GDP probably is going to continue to slow because we haven't felt the full effect of the raises that we've gotten so far from the Fed because that takes time to work its way through the economy. So it's like, what's, this, what's the clown story going to be when the next GDP uh, is a negative, you know, negative 0.1 or negative 1 or negative 0.9 like the last one? Oh, no, don't, don't worry. Now it's, uh, we have a new definition. <laughs> you know, again, zero, when, it, when it's not zero month over month, next time, what are they going to focus on then? I mean, the strategy of this is, is so stupid. It's unbelievable.
right, hour two, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Wednesday night. Paul's going to do some news. Rick Amorati will have some more sports. Geo Fran holding it down, as always. What even is that coming up here in a second? We have some time. We got Crazy Town coming up from yesterday, too. It might be an all-timer, G says. Uh, we got a couple LOLs of the day as well. You know what's funny about that Larry Summers clip we played is Biden always likes to use Larry Summers as like his go-to guy. Oh, I spoke to I spoke to Larry. I spoke to Larry Summers. I spoke to Larry Summers. I spoke to Larry Summers. Oh, I just spoke to Larry Summers. Biden says it all the time. And I'm thinking to myself, every time I listen to Larry Summers, if you're talking to him, he must be telling telling you that you're an idiot. I want to see Biden and Larry Summers have a you know a staring contest. They both look they both look at you like this. What was with Larry Summers? You said he's sick? I think he, um, yeah, I think he I mean, is. He looked a, like he was in a seance. Eyes were rolled. He was like shoving them around. Like he looked like he was like trying so hard to like, he was trying to find words on, the, on his forehead, but inside of his head because he was so petrified to speak the truth. That's what it looked like to me. Well, he did. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good still there, G. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> that, clear, is that a as, still or is that exactly, is that the video? As Rick said, um, he didn't seem like he wanted to. Like, what did you say? He said, instead of saying they were wrong, yeah. he said... He said they were not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> well, that would mean you're wrong, but he didn't want to say... You no, know, the especially people on MSNBC. He, they'd right. all have a heart attack and die right exactly. there if he did. Well, the people who told you it's transitory, yeah, not so much. Yeah, that's pretty But I just love that Biden... Oh, I talked to Larry Summers, Larry Summers, Larry Summers. Okay, well, he must be telling you that you're a fool. Because every time I listen to Larry Summers, he says the opposite of what you, you idiots at the White House are saying. So I don't know what, what you guys, maybe you guys are talking about fishing or something. So that, maybe that, that's fine. But was, you're not talking about inflation. He was talking to Jamie Summers. You know, the bionic woman. Yeah, Suzanne Summers he was yeah. talking to maybe. He's just confused. So. Yeah. All right, it's time now. Speaking of this, good lead into uh, one of my new favorite segments here on the show. And that, of course, is Rick Delgado. With what even is that? Well, that was an interesting intro, Damon. And uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, now, look, I know we usually have a lot of fun, you know, at uh, Joe Biden's expense. But let's face it. He does give us a lot of great material to work with. Right. Mm. Yeah. Even if <laughs> even if most of it scares the bejesus out of us because they call him the president. But, you know, all that kind of washes away. And I would say many of us, well, we, we tend to breathe a sigh of relief because, well, that it's Joey Baby in the big boy chair, even if that seat sometimes needs training wheels. Yeah, yeah. That's because, well, there's no other way, other nice way to say this. And you know the old saying that if you've got nothing nice to say, come sit next to me. Um, and this is something we pointed out in the recent what even is that, is that, uh, yeah, because if something ever does happen to Joe Biden, uh, and, there, and there is another transfer of power, yep, because it has happened Ouch. before, believe it or not, as was the case last November when Joe was getting his cooter checked. Next time, she might not give it back. And can you just imagine the disaster that would come along with having to say President Kamala Harris? <laughs> I mean, just uttering those words is enough to make you hang yourself. Oof. Aside from her being so unlikable, I think we've noticed recently is probably the most concerning, <laughs> and you guessed it, it's 
The word salad. Oh, yes. And, and that got me thinking. And, and it got me thinking, well, why is this happening to Kamala? Why, why are they becoming more and more frequent? Uh-huh. Is there something going on we don't know about? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Sure. Before she became VP, she could hold her own on the debate stage, you know, calling out the big boys. And we never heard the ridiculous, repetitive things that she would say that would come out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Sure, we'd cringe at her laughing. Sure. Ugh. And, and of course, we hate any decibel level of her voice, but at least her BS sounded like it made sense, you yeah. know, for being BS. Yeah. Basically, she came off as a slashy, you know, lawyer slash politician. Okay. Uh, but then someone ordered the, White Ho- the, the word salad with the White House dressing, and now we have this. And um, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Seriously? Really? <laughs> Now, now, okay, so here's my first theory going on, on what's going on here because of why this is happening with Kamala. And it's one that we pointed out on the show before, and it seems like she's the unprepared middle school student on oral book report day. Yeah, yeah she didn't read the book on the Ukraine and Russia or her daily briefings for that matter. And now it's time for the oral report, and she's effed. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Yeah, basically that's wrong. But as you can hear there... She thinks if she keeps right. making, yeah. right. if, if, if a five-year-old said that, you'd right. be like, you'd be amazed. The kid out of speed. Right. Go to the principal's office. She, now. she just keeps mentioning the major characters, thinking, well, if she, if we think she's smart and she knows what she's talking about, yeah. all this extra salad will amaze and dazzle you while deflecting you away from the fact that she don't know diddly. Yeah, Bo diddly. Wrong. <laughs> Now, my second theory here, Okay. and let me qualify this. This is my theory. Listen up, Paul. I just thought of this. Oh, this ought to be good. I've not read this anywhere. I'm not basing it on anything other than the the observations, uh, my observations, not only of her in public, but also of other people who seem to have had the same issues. Okay. So, again, (laughs) this is just speculation. But mm-hmm. what the hell? I'll throw it out there and hope it doesn't cost me four million bucks. Um, but, 40, 45. But. Okay. Uh, but weirder things have been true. Mm-hmm. Look, could this be a side effect of something? Maybe a recent injection or maybe a booster? I'm just asking. You know, when we talk about our children, I know for this group, we all believe that when we talk about the children of the community, uh-huh. they are the children of the community. Right. <laughs> Or, <laughs> or could this could this be a side effect? <laughs> there's a, there's a really there's a repeat, that voice repeating DNA and then the, right. <laughs> repeating RMNA. Is that exactly. what you're saying? not dumb enough. A voice just goes brilliant. <laughs> or could this a little, just be a little extra strain of repeating mRNA in there? <laughs> yeah, it's a side effect of a larger issue, yeah. like a serious medical issue. And I'm being serious here. Something oh, yeah. something like aphasia. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure. being serious, which I know you find hard to believe because it's me, but forget no. about that for a moment. But think about it. It's something we've never even would think of testing her for. Why would they? Mm-hmm. Hell, I, I don't think we've ever heard of this until Bruce Willis announced that he had it and had to stop acting because of it. But like I said, this is just speculation, like all of this is, but it does make you wonder. Now, 
My third theory. Oh, great. This is the last one. <laughs> okay. Hold on. This one might make more sense. <laughs> Can't wait. Maybe what we don't know is that it is her job as a VP to do and say whatever she has to do to make the boss look good. Oh, and that's oh, right. So, she has to operate on a certain level. Right. Maybe we'll find out later there's some super secret oath that the vice president takes. Uh-huh. Maybe it started with Gerald Ford when he came on board or, or that she took one of those classes from Dan Quayle. And if that's the case... <laughs> I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank, talking about what we have in terms of the eastern flank and our NATO allies. And what is at stake at this very moment? Right. So if she took one of those classes, guess what? Mission accomplished on every flank. Yes. As you can see, she's attained greatness at sucking. And from what I hear, that wouldn't be the first time. What? <laughs> what? I mean, she sucked as a senator and state attorney general. Stop it. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. Of course, there's, the, the, there, there's no room for the main meal because we just gorged ourselves on Kamala Harris word salad. Yeah. But for some reason, at least for Joe, no matter how much he eats, he's always got room for dessert. <laughs> oh my God. Damon, back to you. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Rick Delgado with what uh, he can do. Uh, so. Nice you. job with the uh, with the rim shot there, talking about the sucking. That I don't great. know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was yes. talking about her previous job experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Willie Brown. Right. Are you here, Willie? Willie Hands Brown? Up. All right, very good. Uh, I was going to say great. Slick Rick. Very good, Rick Delgado. Uh, let's do some news and hear what the news is. Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? Well, uh, have you guys heard uh, today? Um, Mariners fans showered coronavirus czar Anthony Fauci with booze as he prepared to throw out the first pitch during Tuesday's game. The controversial head of the NIAID threw out the first pitch between the Mariners and the New York Yankees at T-Mobile in Seattle, which is as uh, COVID-friendly and mass cultist as there is. And uh, here's what it he sounded like. like this. Cultist capital of the world. The uh, this goofball. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Chris Pratt. I'm sick and tired of whiny woke reviews. Well, hold too. on, before you, can, can we do the LOL of Fauci? Oh, yeah, we, since we're it. on Fauci, let's do the LOL G before we move on. Go ahead, roll it. Good call. People go to medical school now. People are interested in science. Not because of me, because people, most people don't know me, who I am. My friends know me, my wife knows me, but people don't know me. It's what I symbolize. And what I symbolize in a... Jackass. In an era of the normalization of untruths and lies and, and all the things you're seeing going on in society from January 6th to everything else that goes on, people, the craving 
for consistency, for integrity, for I'm truth, craving and you've for got people caring right about now. people. It's called the Fauci effect, which oh is my, sort oh of my like. Oh, oh my God! Can you be more self-absorbed? I, I don't get it. Nobody knows who he is. Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, it's nice. Oh, oh my, my God! God. Can you be more self-absorbed than this little criminal? Wow. It's impossible. It's impossible to be more self-absorbed. You know what that reminds me of? tone deaf. Right, right. Yeah, he's so detached. He, he, has, he, he has no no connection to what reality is like. Last year, when was it Hugh Hewitt that we played? Yeah. Asked him, if you're a detriment to the message, would you step aside? And he's like, no. Me Dude. a detriment? I'm the best. Yeah. I'm the best. Do you hear the, the beginning best. part of that? The you know, associates. Remember, I'm the science. He right. said, I'm I am the science. science. I, I am science. I am science. All these young kids want to get into this. And he says, not because of me. But it's the <laughs> yeah. Fauci effect. <laughs> it's the Fauci me, effect. Yeah, it's the right. Fauci effect. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's impossible to be more self-absorbed than that guy is. Oh, my God. Oh. Now he's talking about himself in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> Fauci steps up to the bar. The honey babies come to both sides of him. I say, honey babies, isn't a Fauci baby for both of about our friends at Birch Gold Group. Zero percent inflation, everybody. Zero percent. No, nothing, nada, zero, zero inflation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Zero percent <laughs> you all right, Paul? Zero percent inflation. I just, I don't know. In the media today, they're going to look at Biden. He's a genius. Zero percent inflation. I can't believe it. Everybody's doing great. Well, we'll see what the next song and dance is. If it, um, listen, I want it to go down. We want inflation to go down. It's killing people. Spending more everywhere you go. Food, energy. And we've done most of the work on energy. Gasoline has come down. And we know the CPI is bogus anyways. We've talked about this a thousand times. But look at gold today. What did I tell you? Gold was poised to make a nice little move. It started today. I think it probably continues. Um, so if you're looking to, you know, protect your savings, one of the ways to do it is physical gold and silver. Folks to talk to there are our friends at Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold, experts in precious metals and A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied customers. Most importantly, they'll give you options, and that's what you want right now. You want options. You always want options and everything, but you certainly want options when it comes to your money. Um, you can buy gold coins. You can convert an existing IRA to a gold IRA. You can convert an eligible 401k account to a gold IRA account. Here's how you get started. Text the word America. Send it to 989898. Text the word America right now to 989898. Get your free information kit. 
with absolutely no obligation from our friends at Birch Gold Group. They'll show you how to protect your new gold and silver investments in a tax-sheltered account. Good God Almighty, that sounds pretty good. So text America to 989898 right now. Let Birch Gold show you how owning gold and silver could help protect your savings. All right, 19 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Sound like the blues, right there, Rick Delgado? No, right I was tickling blues. the ivories. Yeah. Oh, no, damn. Someone who likes the blues there is Rick Amorati. <laughs> yes, I do. Sounds like it's time to do sports. Let's do it with Slick Rick. Oh, i got a lot of requests here for rodeo, Slick Rick, so I don't know if you have it here. Well, we're going to have a live rodeo coming up in the last segment. I will recap it. I'm just waiting for things to develop. Uh, so we'll have a little rodeo. I'm going to give two recaps right at the end of the show, Big D. So we'll but- put that in the no column for right now. And uh, <laughs> no, here with sports. No, 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 we wouldn't do that now. We're going <laughs> to have um, the shoes that we're going to do in the last, uh, the shoes is becoming a thing now. You know that, right? So yeah, Greg, it's becoming shoes. a really big shoe. What will you wear? Here, here's the real question. He's such a shoe off. Let's, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's get down to the real brass Sorry. tacks here. Yes, sir. What will you possibly pull out for Whoa. your announcements of Team Roberts and Nolan against Team Henry and Zen? On the first tee at the Rav Open, as you will be the first tee announcer now on the tee. We're going to have to hand out sunglasses. What would you possibly have that we have? Do you have something we haven't seen? I am already anticipating. On order to arrive at my house. (laughs) Ready? Patent leather, Kelly Green, Cuban heel boots. Cuban? Rockstar. Cuban heel with a nice... Metal toe, you're going to love them, Big D. And uh, that day, I'll have to wear one of those, maybe I'll wear one of those Ralph Cramden golf outfits. I don't know. I'll have something crazy. I, I'm dressed like that. Yeah. I'm dressed with the huh. knickers. And, and if and we do the show that night, Paul, I'm going to wear my gold sequin suit, man. I'm going to come out smoking gold, baby. Okay. He's, That's all right. Sunglasses He's are like for. our own Craig Sager. So this, so yes, this, Craig so Sager. Yeah, so my idea would be, and I have to talk to the Zen about this, and I guess I have to, well, I guess I have to include Ed and the, the other team. That would only be fair, right? <laughs> I mean, they're not smart enough to figure this stuff out. No, no, no. Here we go. So I think the idea would be the Rav open, wherever it is, and then we... um, Though I was looking at Doral today. It looks really nice. I'll bet there's a lot of people out there who play golf. So I'll bet we could get either a foursome on every tee. Or Obviously, we would take the first... Shotgun start. Yeah, our, um, our match would be a little different than everybody else would play. But my idea would be we get 18 or, or 36 foursomes signed up. So that's about 140 people. Get some foursomes together. Um, so they get the round of golf. They get uh, the dinner. And then we do an all-star show that night from the dinner where everybody's there. Obviously, me and Paul will get crowned the winners. We'll get our trophies so everybody can see that. Ed and Zen will be serving the food the rest of the night. No, no, no. no, no. They'll, they'll be part of it. Oh, no, it would just be – oh, my God. It would be so good. It would be stupid. We should also have a little bet on it. Like, like yeah. if, 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 when we win, I want Ed to cut my steak for me and just – <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Or we have to wear – he'll have to wear – he'll have to wear one of – they have to wear one of Slick Rick's outfits or something like that the next day on the show or something. Or so Ed, we'll come Ed, up with something. Or have him dress up like Princess Leah when she was attached to Jabba the Hutt. Uh, well, something. All right. No. But we'll have to – but, Paul, if you're going to do that, you better – I mean, we could be on the other end of it too. Remember that. I don't. I don't feel. I don't want to wear like you know. Just remember that. What are you talking about? Oh well, I'm just saying it's possible. Ed might uh, be better than even the talkie talks. Yeah, it could be a ringer. Yeah, exactly. We could be getting sandbagged here. Exactly. Well, he's got that phone, so he could be a ringer. 
You okay. never know. All right. Serena so. Williams loses second-round match in Toronto after indicating playing career is winding down. This actually just broke a little while ago. Toronto, Serena Williams wore her game face when she stepped out into the stadium for her first match since telling the world she is ready to leave professional tennis. Uh, greeted by a standing ovation, the 23-time Grand Slam champion didn't smile. She didn't wave. She took a sip from a plastic bottle as she walked in. And, well, she ended up losing tonight to Belinda Bensick, 6-2, 6-4. And, uh, well, it could be the U.S. Open next month could be the end of her uh, her career. Actually starts actually right at the end of August. And uh, we'll be seeing maybe the farewell tour for the great, great Serena Williams. We'll keep an eye on that as well. Uh, and, uh, well, there's some news, Big D. No surprise, but Tyson Fury says he's returning to the ring. Kevin Lowell from Yahoo Sports, WBC heavyweight champion. Tyson Fury announced his retirement from boxing after knocking out Dillian White in London, England on April 23rd before 94,000 at Wembley Stadium. Less than three months later, he says he's back. Boxing uh, Boxers often retire and return, but Fury's brief time on the sidelines must be a record. I don't think he was only retired for a couple of months. But he said he's returning to fight Derek Chisora, not a household name, who he's already beaten twice, though he gave no date. Fury stopped Chisora after 10 full rounds on November 29th, 2014, and won a unanimous decision again against him on July 23rd, 2011. So, uh... Yeah, Tyson Fury is going to get back in the ring, Big D. I know you're excited, but uh, hopefully who's he fighting? Jerry Nadler? Wait, <laughs> uh, yeah, Derek Chisora. He's a he's a nobody. Why? why? I, terrible. He uh, said he would come back if he got that other fight, and everybody there was uh, you know everybody got it for free and whatever. Bah, 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 yeah, yeah, he's going to do it for free. Yeah, exactly. No, not going to happen. Well, so who's uh, this guy? He's a guy, just a guy that he has a beef with that he's fought. This is his third fight against him. You know, listen, <laughs> Tyson Fury will get big money when he steps into the ring, but grab. I can't even see anybody paying for that fight. It's crazy. <laughs> but, but, what, what, is the guy his neighbor? Is he mad at his lawn? He leave the garbage can in the wrong place? The guy, like, what, what is this? I don't know. Let's what be honest. I mean, if you're at the end of your career and they're going to pay you $3 million to fight Betty White, the you're big, not going to get hit? The big fight that's coming up, guys, is that Alexander Usyk against Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua, you would know, he's another England uh, heavyweight champion for a while. They lost the belt last year. That's the big fight, and I think uh, a Joshua fight with him in London would be a blockbuster. You're talking probably a billion dollars. But fight. that was the one he was talking about, that he right. had all the demands, right? So yeah, they couldn't yeah. make that happen, so he decided to uh, <laughs> fight the local bus fight Jerry They're fighting <laughs> August 20th, so after we see who wins, he's going to end up fighting ultimately the winner. This is a tune-up out for him. You know, he's a grand showman, you know, Fury. That's the way he is but anyway big d that's a rapid sports back to you all right slick rick uh very good hey g let's go cut five uh just one of the other I many issues that this administration has going into the midterms roll that Another big takeaway from this polling that could have pretty major implications in November is that 60% of Latino voters now say the country is on the wrong track. That number is even higher in some key swing states like Florida, like Nevada. Yeah. Uh, Axios actually had a really good piece the other day. I think I put it on our social media, and it was um, just about the exodus of the Hispanic vote from the Democratic Party. And it's going to happen in other demographics as well as we get closer into 2024. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday, we'll do some news when we get back. Crazy Town as well. Stay tuned. Coming up.
live from Studio 6B, 30 minutes past the hour. Lots to do here, so let's get right to um, let's get right to some news. And here with the news is Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? Well, you know, it's uh, I, I like this story. Uh, wanted to touch on it earlier. Uh, Chris Pratt, I'm sick and tired of whiny, woke reviews, too. Um, what's going on over there? Do you see a... Um, anyway, Chris Pratt did something heroic this week. He exposed one of media's most obnoxious trends. Unsufferable woke critics then trolled them on Instagram after after getting uh, bad reviews on Amazon Prime show The Terminalist. The series was blasted by writers and media outlets such as The Daily Beast and Slate for being an unhinged right-wing revenge fantasy, an invitation to worship at the altar of Navy SEALs. So Pratt shot back, sharing the article boasting uh, about the show's 1.6 billion minutes of streams, which is quite a lot. And uh, he uh, he kind of gave it back to the to the industry, and I found it kind of uh, cute when we talked about how much we really liked Top Gun, and it was you know alpha, masculine, pro America, you know, and you know how much uh, you know crap he's gotten. So I I really like this story just because this guy's just proven that he's just completely unafraid of being, you know, you know. Uh, he seems to you know, be uncancelable. Uncancelable. He's another yeah, guy. Yeah. He's just so likable. And like Mark Wahlberg as well. He talks right. about God and prayer and life and love and, and, and you know so to me I'm just kind of uh I just like this story because people who aren't afraid of the woke media, I I, I don't know, I just want to celebrate it, that's all. Okay. I don't know if it's something you were curious about and uh and I don't know if you like that story or not, but uh so uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, guilty until proven innocent. Political world, there's motives for Trump raid as the midterms approach. I, this was from Just the News. I'll, I'll just give you the beginning of it. I'll put this on my, it's a good read. Uh, from pundits to lawyer, uh, lawyers to lawmakers, the nation's most prominent political voices have been fiercely debating the motivations behind the FBI raid of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate on, in Florida on Monday night as the Bureau and Justice Department remain tight-lipped about the unprecedented action targeting a former president. Two sources briefed on the raid told Just the News federal agents were looking for evidence concerning whether Trump took documents containing classified information from the White House to his compound. Eric Trump, the 45th president's son, confirmed the FBI told Trump staff that the Bureau was searching for documents the National Archives believe was classified and missing. Adding his father had been cooperating with the investigation for months, the National Archives has referred to the case to the Justice Department, which launched a probe into whether the former president's handling of the documents violated federal law. This is a really good uh, for Aaron uh, Kliegman. I want to put this on um, on my uh, Getter page, so guys, please go there and check it out. And uh, that's really kind of it for now. Everything else is all the same stories. It's just one all the reactions to. Uh, you know, to uh, the you know the raid. So there's really not a lot going on. If you, um, okay, thanks, Paul. Uh, so Justin News has a, a really good article actually that we learned today, and that is that we have now we now know that Iran had two assassination plots that they were attempting to put into motion: one against Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and one against Secretary John Bolton. And Bolton today came out against the Biden administration because, and I don't know if anyone in the press briefing room didn't know about this story today. Um, I think it broke this morning, uh, but maybe not. Maybe it was later in the day. So maybe Peter Ducey, who's probably the only one who would ask this. 
But it certainly would be interesting to get an answer from the press briefing room on why the Biden administration and the State Department um, would feel any necessity to sit at a table and trying to get us into, again, the worst deal maybe ever, as Iran not only is developing nuclear capabilities under Biden's watch, trying to then marry their technology onto the end of an ICBM so they can shoot it into Israel, or anywhere else for that matter, of our allies, and are trying to assassinate top members of our government, like Mike Pompeo, and John Bolton, forget putting aside what I feel about Bolton, they had an assassination plot on both of them. The Biden administration is currently negotiating with Iran and doesn't seem at all dissuade on doing that, knowing this information. And I'm sure they've known about this for a long time. A lot longer than we've known about it as the story breaks today. I mean, this is a big deal. This is a huge story especially given the backdrop of Iran right now and Russia and China and our enemies. And I brought this up with John Solomon as we sit here and talk 24-7 as we should because it's also a huge deal about what's go- this raid to Mar-a-Lago. But, I mean, if you're an enemy of ours, you're thinking, man, they are so distracted right now. Look at what's going on over there. And Iran has, is trying to take out I think the story was they were going to pay three hundred dollars to $400,000 to someone inside the States to try to take out Pompeo and then Bolton. That's it? Being a job like that would cost more money. Definitely. Insane. <clears throat> the Department of Justice on Wednesday indicted Shareem Parasavi, a member of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard, for plotting to kill the former U.S. official. He reportedly agreed to pay an assassin 300000 for the death. The IRGC is a U.S.-designated terrorist organization, and Bolton has been a prominent advocate for hawkish policies towards Tehran. Should have called Clinton's guy. So, I mean, just unbelievable. And they're not dissuaded from sitting at the table with him at all. At all. So, all right, from yesterday, Crazy Town G, roll it. Is this a great day? Please be seated. They didn't even say that in my remarks, but I knew to do it. Oh. Good job. It's a Good great job. <laughs> Chips and science. Oh, Nancy put her glasses on. Is, is that an improvement? Guys, is that the rap I used to like? Now our great speaker, our partner, <laughs> who all of these bills we've mentioned have been worked through the Senate. We have a great team, a great partnership, and the House has a great leader, Speaker Nancy Pelosi. I think I have the president's speech here. I don't know what they did with it, but I can do without it. <laughs> Can't do it out the bottle, though. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, it's just upside the down. There we go. Mr. President. <laughs> she, she needed that written. Oh, yeah, she's, thank she's, you, Chuck Schumer. She's toasted. And thank you for getting us off to a wonderful start this week again with oh, the yeah. inflation legislation. Mr. President, thank you for sure. your visionary, inspiring leadership. And I join the leader, and he knows how, how actually Leader-ish. inspired our She's staff was in their work 
and their and their stamina. Look at that picture. This right is there. an exciting day. <laughs> Look at Joe. We talked about it all over the country, all over the world. People are just in awe of the accomplishments that this is. Smell her so badly. Because it's about science, 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 and science. Jobs, 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 jobs. Healthcare, and they're all that science leads to. Science is an answer to our prayers. Chips and science are doubly an answer to our prayers. Speaker Pelosi, you always get it done. Good one. You always get it done. Come hell or high water, you get it done. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. I got it done. Detroit's making some really hot vehicles. They even got a Hummer that can go four one to zero to sixty. That's faster than my Corvette. And my Corvette's older than I am almost. But uh, what I realize is that uh, my Corvette's now a hell worth a hell of a lot more than when I bought it. I got it original, fifty-seven hundred bucks. They tell me it's worth a lot of money. But I know if I ever sell a bolt, come down from heaven and smite me down. But anyway, and by the way, that new Corvette, that's electric Corvette. I uh, I got a commitment that I don't think I'm going to be able to enforce that I get to buy the first one uh, because it's going to be out before I'm out of office. So, uh, but uh, at any rate, America is the Shut only up. nation in the world, and I believe this every fiber in my being, the only nation in the world that can be defined, as I've told Xi Jinping several years ago, yeah. by a single word. He asked me to define America for him when I was in China, and he and I were alone in the Tibetan Plateau. Right. I said, I can do it in the one hills. word. <laughs> Possibilities. Singing. To tackle climate crisis with innovation and jobs. To lead the world. Not, this is not hyperbole. Lead the world in future Purple. industries and protect our national security. We've always gotten it. We haven't always gotten it right. But we've never walked away. You're tired of hearing me say this, those who work with me so yeah, closely. But that's because we face an inflection point. 50, 75, 100 years from now. <laughs> from people who will look back on this week. They'll know that we met this moment. Today I'm signing the law of the Chips and Science Act. In the House, I thank Pe- uh, uh, Speaker Pelosi <laughs> and Steny Hoyer, the representative and stockbroker with sitting me. there, you're ready, you did it all, you moved. Senators Cantwell, Young, Portman, I don't want to get you in trouble, but you did a hell of a job. Well, he's By the way, he's a good worry. man. <laughs> That's a different story. He, I just probably cost him. I apologize. We, all, we hear all the noise out there. We know there are those who focus more on seeking power than securing the future. Excuse me. <laughs> securing the future. <laughs> You're the reason why I'm so optimistic about the future of our country. <laughs> those tiny computer chips. Jesus. Smaller than a fingertip. That are the building the blocks for a modern economy. I think he said a Gallagher show. the cost of making them. We barely produce 10% uh-huh. of the semiconductors. Excuse <laughs> me. Despite being the leader in chips design as well as research. The factories that make these chips shut down. The global economy comes to a screeching halt, driving up costs for a family. <laughs> Everyone, not just here, but around the world. The core inflation last year was due to the higher price for automobiles. Automobiles. <laughs> shortage of semiconductors. America invented the semiconductor, as has been mentioned already. And this law brings it back home. <laughs> 
This bill is about more than chips. It's about science as well. Decades ago, we used to invest 2% of our GDP in lead that led the world in everything. We led the world in everything from internet to the GPS, from quantum computing to artificial intelligence to advanced biotechnology. Kinds of investments that will deliver vaccines for cancer cures, for HIV, invent the next gen big things that we haven't even imagined yet. Last month, I awarded Steve Jobs Presidential Medal of Freedom posthumously. At every turn of his life, he dared to think differently, embodied that most of American questions. What next? The Chips and Science Act is going to inspire a whole new generation of Americans to answer that question. What next? The Chips and Science Act captures that magic <laughs> here on Earth. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm Good taking another Lord. sip of water. <laughs> Please spit it up. Please spit it up. America <laughs> Come is out back. Almost <laughs> right. Oh my God. Oh, oh, you see the people in the front row peeling tarps off themselves? Now you know why he's always sticking his hand out to shake somebody's hand. Where was the empty, on him. Yeah, where was the... Uh, <laughs> I think we missed one good part of that. The Schumer... Oh, my God. That was right at the beginning. Oh, I missed it. Oh, you got to come back. Looking for the second one. We'll go back to it. All right, live from Studio 6B. We're back after this. I think I, just, I, think I caught it through the TV. God! <laughs> After the recent raid on former President Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago, Florida, a lot of real American voices are asking, should Donald Trump announce for president now? He should declare. You were the best president of modern history, well, except for Ronald Reagan. A lot of people have said they think Donald Trump, after what's happened, should announce. Do you think he should announce for president? I think he, I would rather he not announce. Personally, I would prefer that the Republicans would have a better chance to retake seats and win the presidency if he's not running, because I think he's too divisive. So do you think that he should declare his candidacy for the presidency, like, immediately? Yes. Do you think that Donald Trump should announce for the presidency immediately? I mean, it, I don't think it's... I think it's pretty clear that he intends to, to run, and he has uh, enough followers who are very passionate for him so i mean i don't think it makes a difference if he needs to do it right now or or wait a little bit so what do you think about then him running for president again so is she running for president right now so what this this squirrel up a tree is also running for president so do you think if donald trump was going to declare he should do it now or wait if he was going to do it should he do it now or should he wait he should turn over the evidence they did. They took it. No, no. We don't know that yet, do we? Do you think he should declare his candidacy for president now or wait? <laughs> he should wait. I think he should wait. <laughs> At the White House, Real America's Voice, Christopher Carter. 
right, 12 minutes to the hour. <laughs> I like the guy in the hat, the fisherman's hat. I, I like him. What, they got the old guy? Yeah. It was like, hey, he looked like he had a beekeeper's hat on. Yeah. yeah he was, there you go. That's my man right there. Yeah. There Turn go. over the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> the people after him are, didn't seem too sure of themselves. Like, uh, they weren't really very uncommittal. They didn't want to commit to uh, to the president at all. A couple people in there, yes, let's go, but I don't know. Not exactly um, not exactly 100% on the same page, were they? Well, that was uh, in front of the White House, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's, oh, I guess that's DC. kind of the idea, right? Just grab them and see what they say. So, Chris Carter there, great piece. Uh, let's do some sports, and we'll do a little more news before we wrap it up here with Slick Rick Camerati. What's going on in sports, Slick Rick? Right, big deal. Let's give him a little rodeo tonight. Not a whole lot going on. It's a Wednesday night, but let's get to the Lawton Rangers rodeo. Lawton, Oklahoma, the great state of Oklahoma. Sooner or later, Slick Rick is going to stop down to Lawton, Oklahoma, and say, say hello to the Low Ranch. That's where they're, they're rolling tonight, Big D. I got three events in. Steer Wrestling is a tie Bridget Anderson and Sam Goings, four seconds flat. Those are both good Cowboys, too. Team roping first round, Bubba Buckaloo and Joseph Harrison, (laughs) 4.3 seconds. I don't lie. Those are the names, my boys. And tie down roping, we have a tie. Weston Hughes and Brushton Minton, along with Chance Tyson, all eight seconds flat. Good rodeo, $146,000 payoff. I'll have a fuller report tomorrow night as this develops, but, you know, they're a little bit west of us, so they're already rocking and rolling. And I'm going to close with this one, Namath Mink. Here we go. Peter asks Joe Namath to donate iconic mink coat instead of trying to squeeze a few more dollars. I thought Namath Namath Mink was one of the names of the horses. Yes, yes. Well, here we go. Pauline the Dodge of Fox News is talking about Namath's mink is actually at an auction. People for the uh, ethical treatment of animals, PETA, which they do good work, is looking to get its hands on a unique piece of New York Jets memorabilia. One of legendary quarterback Joe Namath's fur coats, Broadway Joe. It was announced earlier this week that a 1970s mink from Broadway Joe's flashy collection will be auctioned up for sale with the highest bid currently at just less than 10 grand. No, I'm not adding that to the Slick Rick closet. I'm not into minks. <laughs> An exotic tiger striped mink. It has initials JWN, Joe Willie Namath, embroidered in the interior, while a fur courtier uh, Beverly Hills tag is in the interior chest. Reads the description from Heritage Auctions. In addition, the offering includes a 1969 sign. Issue of Esquire magazine and a signed white panel for some football. Peter sent a letter to Namath on Wednesday asking that he consider donating the coat to the organization that has previously donated similar items to displaced refugees in Afghanistan and Syria, where they uh, offer warmth and comfort to those with only the excuse to wear fur and to homeless shelters in the U.S. And according to the auction listing, the coat originates from his attorney uh, and the bid closes on August 17th. Do you really think they're going to get that coat from Namath and they're going to give it to somebody in a third world country? <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyway, Joe Willie's coat's on the blocks, Big D, and Peter wants him to donate it so they can give it to his, you know, some poor old soul on the corner. All right, if not, the FBI will come in and just get it. You, you said go. Peter does good work? Peter's good. Well, they, they, they try to protect the animals, yeah. I mean, yeah. Not- all right. No, they do some things, I guess. I mean, yeah. but I've seen it. Like, you see Peter acting as a little over yeah, seven homeless I, I people to stab a woman with a mink coat on. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, I mean, they're acting whacked. But they try to help with the animals. I mean, they, they are a little extreme. There's no question. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're little, little, yeah. 
All right, is that's that a wrap it? in sports. sports? Yes, that's okay. a wrap. Slick Rick, thanks. Let's, uh, I got my last story of the night of what? Let's do a little more news. And here with news is Paul Nolan. Before we wrap, what's going on, Mr. Nolan? Last one was former President Donald Trump's son. Uh, you know, Eric said on Wednesday, he stated that the father was shattering all fundraising records after the FBI raided his Florida estate. Um, breaking, this is what he wrote on his uh, True Social page, Donald Trump is shattering all fundraising records and I'm told has raised more money in the past 24 hours than he's ever before in recent history. The American people are pissed. And, uh, you know, he went on to say um, that uh, in the statement that the prosecut- prosecutorial misconduct and the weaponization of the justice system and an attack by the radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024, especially based on recent polls, who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections. So the uh, fundraising boost is one of several metrics showing good news for Trump and uh, future electoral uh, prospects following the raid. So we're seeing, uh, we're seeing the people yeah. rally, man. Hey, so before we, thanks, boss. Before we end, let's end on a good story here. Um, you know, but baseball. There's, yeah, there's a lot of, um, yeah. a lot of good comes from kids playing sports. And when you mix that with good parenting, um, you get some good stories, and this is a good one. So this is in Oklahoma, Little League World – I don't know if it's Little League World Series, yeah, Little League game. starting, yeah. Yeah, two teams, I think, from the state. Midwest. And obviously, um, you know, these kids are probably 13, 14, 15 years old, somewhere in there. Maybe with 12. Maybe a little younger. And this, uh, this kid's pitching, and, well, you'll see the rest. But it's a good story. Roll that, Jay. Great story. Oh, look out. That's awesome. So the kid is thankfully okay. And understandably here, goes down to first. And as you'll see, the... Um, and it just got away that pitch. Got him in the, got him in the helmet wow, there, thank God. Got, got away, away from the, the pitcher. Boy, thank God it's in his cheekbone. And the pitcher is visibly now just crushed. Right. So watch this kid. Throws the hat down. I mean, the pitcher literally can't get it together. He's this so is rare. Up. Usually it's the other way around. The pitcher usually kid. goes. So this is look really at cool this because kid. as a pitcher, Bubs looks shaken up right now because of what he did. And look at Zay Jarvis. This is such great sportsmanship. Yep. He wants him to know that it's okay, that he'll be fine. Hey, Bob. Look at me. Look at me. You're all right. Amazing. You're all right. Look at, look at that. Kid said, good. you're doing yeah. great. Let's go. That's a class kid right there. Yeah. I don't know if that's his mom or who that is, but she's right to right be there. in tears because that's quite the moment for yeah. that kid. Good sports. Oof. Yep. Unbelievable. Went over to him. Just, I mean, just went right up to him and hugged him and said, when the mic turned on, the coach went out and, you know, clearly the kid was just distraught. Um, he said, hey, mm. you're doing great. Let's go. Yeah, man. So that this morning and I was just like blown away and then, you know, it ended up going viral today. So it was really, it's nice to see the, you know, again, sportsmanship, humanity, decency. Yeah, the and, humanity part, right? You know, it's, it's in the respect. Role, you know? Good for we, that we kid. We play by the rules of humanity and the elites play by the rules of evil. Yeah. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, truckers, farmers, everybody that keeps the country moving. Thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. Jack Vasovic coming up. Drew Hernandez after that. 
We will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m., right here live from Studio 6B. <laughs> there they are. There it is. Come on, baby.